All right. Well, welcome to the Thinking About Massage podcast. This podcast is about therapeutic bodywork, but a very special aspect of therapeutic bodywork, the mental side of therapeutic bodywork. We cover communication, the interactions, you know, the way we interact with our clients. We cover approach. There's a very, very specific way we approach therapeutic work and also the mindset the mental framework that we have as we engage in this type of work. So I'm your host, Stephen Schul, and we're coming to you today from Austin, Texas, and I'm joined by two very special people. I appreciate them taking their time out, Philip Russell and Trissy Russell. Welcome. Hey, thank, thank you, you Stephen. Thank you. And, all right. Well, it works. Welcome. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Philip. Philip is a licensed massage therapist in the state of Texas. We're grateful to have you with us. It's a beautiful day here in Austin, and we hope it's a beautiful day wherever you are. So today, I want to just talk about, you know, this is, a, this is a podcast about therapeutic massage, but I don't know that in previous episodes we've really defined therapeutic body work or therapeutic massage. And we make this distinction between kind of a, a in this podcast we'll be making a distinction between kind of st- what we call standard massage, which would be Swedish or deep tissue massage, and then therapeutic massage. And I, I define therapeutic massage as massage that is designed and geared around correcting a problem, trying to fix an actual condition or problem, a medical condition, you might say, versus, say, deep tissue or Swedish, which is designed to you know, kind of relax you and pamper you and maybe work out some tight spots versus, you know, i got a shoulder that I can't move or I, I can't turn my head or I have a debilitating headache or I have back pain or knee pain. So that's how I define therapeutic massage. Um, it might include things like trigger point work, you know, some deep tissue contact points, pin and stress kind of things. What, what, how would you guys describe it? As we get into that, you kind of described it as, you know, hey, it's, it's going to be work that's mindful to be trying to fix an issue or fix a problem going on and where I kind of fall in the category of that is you're you have a license to essentially to do what works do do what's effective do what is going to help this issue that that doesn't limit you to what you can do I mean that that actually opens the door to a broad range of possibilities I mean you can put somebody on their side you could do a static hold you could you could actually talk to them the whole time about what's going on with their issue. You, you have this free range of getting to do all kinds of different things. However, just that therapeutic massage, what it, what it really boils down to is alleviating an issue or a problem. That's, I mean, that's what it boils down to, at least in my mind. It, I'm, as far as when it goes to a therapeutic-styled session, it switches gears entirely from what you might normally see as a form of massage or body work. And, and that's what really, I believe, sets it apart is it's something very different than your traditional massage. It's, it is geared towards alleviating a problem. What are, the, what are the biggest differences between the two, would you say, between a kind of a standard massage and a more therapeutic massage? From the biggest difference that I found um, is the communication and the awareness with both parties. Giving a deep tissue, yeah, it's like you said, it's geared towards more relaxation, not towards fixing. And you can check in with pressure and see how they're doing, but it's not necessary to communicate continuously okay. with that therapeutic for me means we're going to communicate we're going to work together it's a team effort 
I need to bring awareness to what where that problem is I need you to be aware you need to walk me through the pressure and we need to work together so to me that's how I distinguish the two okay it's a much more teamwork approach you're right I mean it really does become a lot of teamwork where I need to know things from you on the inside of your body would you please give me some feedback because I'm I'm trying to work with you to figure out what's going on in your body and you don't normally do that in massage I, I, I don't really ever ask somebody what's going on inside their body or you know, how does it feel when I'm doing exactly this? Is this recreating the pain? You don't ask that in a massage. I'll tell you that first off. <laughs> you know, you know. so there are probably, you know, there are a lot of different types of therapeutic massage out there. The kind that we do here at Oak Haven is it's a lot of pin and stretch. It's some very deep stripping work. It's uh, some, very, some uh, very deep holding kind of moves. It, there's some variations of rolfing type work. A lot of the work that we do here came out of active release work, which is a, a variation of, of a pin and stretch work. So, yeah, so you're working at a fairly deep level most of the time, deeper than you would on maybe in a standard massage session. And because of the depth that you're working, the intensity of your working, it, it is, as you both have mentioned, you need to keep in, in that communication with the client. But then there are other things that you're doing. You, you might be asking the client to move through a range of motion to, to either test pain or see how the treatment did. You might have them moving around on the table. You mentioned, you might have, the, did you mention sideline? On have, their side. You might That's have them not on a their traditional side. massage move. Yeah, so that wouldn't normally wouldn't happen in most regular massage sessions. Mm -hmm. There are a, a lot of differences by virtue of the kind of work that you're doing, the therapeutic work, that make it very different. The lights might be on. The, it, the it, intake it, might be different. Yeah, the intake would be potentially different. Yeah, so the title for this episode, The First Decision in Therapeutic Body Work. There it is. <laughs> the First Decision in Therapeutic Body Work. You guys want to guess what it is? Well, I've got to guess, but this is always a tricky situation with you. It's almost I, like he's I, trying to pull the trap well, door I'm on you. Well, I'm trying to get you to read my mind. Can you read my mind? Yeah, I'm working on it. I mean, are we doing a therapeutic session? That's how far back yeah. I would take it, but yeah. are we establishing it is a yeah. session? Yeah, the first, I, I, th I say the first decision that we make in therapeutic body work is, is this a standard type massage where you just want a little bit of emphasis on, on a situation, or... Do you have a problem that we're trying to really trying to fix a problem? And that's a really important decision because of what we just talked about. Mm -hmm. They're so different. They're such different directions. And I, I always tell our therapists that the worst thing you can do is to give a therapeutic session to somebody who just wanted a massage. So it's a really important decision. It's the first decision that you make. You have to decide which way you're going. The way when we teach it, we, we, we make a, like a why we come up, come up the bottom of the Y, and then we split off into two, two branches. One, one is going to more general massage, Swedish deep tissue. The other is going into a therapeutic mode. So any, any comments on that? Well, that's, I mean, all you asked about was the first decision we make. And that's, that's where you have to get your mindset clear. That's why it's important to get that, that decision making clear. What, how are we taking this session? Is it you know, a spruce of therapeutic work with more of a massage, or is it full-blown, we're going therapeutic style, let's, let's get to the bottom of this. So for the purpose of this discussion, we'll assume this is a brand new client that you've never met before, 
I mean, you're going to have an intake, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to have an intake. It's somewhere along the way in the intake, a, a question will come up, are there any areas you'd like me to focus on? And they might say, yeah, my shoulder has been tight. Yeah, so what we, the way we teach, teach it here at Oak Haven is to ask three questions. Mm -hmm. And you can do it in any order. The first, we, generally, the way we teach it is to say, how long have you had the problem? Because if they've had it a short time, then it may, it may not be a therapy. See, what we're trying to decide with the three, th well, first of all, I'll mention the three questions. How long have you had the problem? Does it keep you from your, uh, does it keep, as you mentioned, does it involve, does it affect you in your work, in your sleep, or in your activities? And then the third question is, is, is this why you're here today? To fix this, or is it just for a massage with some emphasis? So those are the three questions we, we, we encourage people to ask as you're trying to make that decision to go into therapeutic mode. But, but underlying those three questions is something very interesting. And that is, <clears throat> what you're really trying to do is determine if the client thinks they have a problem. And so sometimes what we'll do in our classes, we'll talk about uh, this concept of an internal versus an external problem. I think that's a fascinating concept. Internal versus external problem, example I use for this is a, a, a lawn service. Love this one. Yeah, they're, they're, the lawn service guy drives by, and he sees a messy lawn, and he stops in and says, knocks on the door and says, I'd like to give you an estimate to do your lawn. And, he's, and the guy slams the door and says, not interested. He thinks, well, that's rude. And he moves on down the road and sees another house. He, he knocks on the door, same thing. That yard looked like it needed mowing. He knocks on the door and says, I'd like to give you an estimate. I'll do your yard smith. And the man says, oh, thank goodness. I've been looking. I just moved here. I've been looking for somebody. I'm so embarrassed by the way this thing looks. Yeah, how much is it? Yeah, can you get started today? When can you do it? So the first guy had an external problem. His yard was messy. But he didn't have an internal problem. He didn't care. The second guy, he had an external problem too, but he also had an internal problem. It bothered him. So we, we meet people like that in the massage business. We meet people with lumps and you know, muscle tightness and things. Weird postures. I mean, everything. Yeah, 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 we we can, can see, see the problems. Yeah, you can see, yeah, we can see problems, but is it a problem for them? And one of the concepts here is that people don't seek solutions to external problems. They seek solutions to internal problems. So that's what we're trying to decide by the three questions. Is it, is, is it, is it a problem for them? So think about that first question mm -hmm. on time. How long have you had it? Well, if it's been a few weeks or a week, it, it may not have reached the level of a problem yet because what happens to most aches and pains, they go away in a week or two. So in their mind, it's probably just going to go away. And then if it's been a few years, now they could have a, they, ha they might, it, it, would, it would potentially rise to that level of a real problem. And then does it keep you from doing, what does it keep you, does it keep you from doing anything? Yeah, yeah, your work, pro does it affect you at work? Does it affect you when you're sleeping? Does it affect you in, in your activities, your running or any of your sports? Well, there again, we're trying to decide is this, some, is this affecting their life, starting to become an internal problem? If it affects your sleep, that's going to be an, in, inter, that's an internal, mm -hmm. that's potentially an internal problem. If it's affecting your work, that's a potential problem. It's affecting your activities. So those things help you get a sense of how big of a problem is this. So, that's, so the first question, how long, what does it keep you from 
doing? And then this, and then you just point blank ask them on the third, is that why you're here? And if there, and then what we will tell people, if there's any confusion at this point, just simply ask them. I'm just, I just want to make sure I get this right. Is are we really doing a massage here, or are we trying to fix this problem? Mm -hmm. And that, that's your why right there. That's that's the fork in the road. Yeah. As far as are are you actually here? Because for that problem, because what I'll see is people come in and they will talk up a storm about how bad their shoulder hurt, how how it's been w just terrible for ten years, and they had a I used to play softball and I broke it and I had three surgeries and it kills me every day. All right, well, is, is that why you're here? No, I'd really just like my massage today. You okay? That's why we ask the final question. You know, I mean, they they will sit there and tell you about all their problems. So that that doesn't mean they want that therapeutic work, but that's why we ask the questions, and that's where we specialize in our training. You know, you we know, want to make sure we're clear on it. Something just occurred to me. So if somebody is in, like you described, they have a real a pro real problem. If yes, they say, "I just want a massage." What are some of the possibilities of why they might say that? Ooh. There's okay. a couple of different ones. Yeah, there's a couple of different ones. The easiest one, they know exactly what they want. They, they do want yeah, the massage. Yeah, yeah, they just feel like a massage. That's pretty a straightforward. Another one, maybe somebody tried to help that issue and it hurt them a lot. Yes. Maybe they aggravated it. Yes. They've, and they've and there's a big fear from it. Yep. We've had people mess with it in the past and it was a bad experience. And th that, that would scare me. Oh, oh, you're saying you want to work on my shoulder? Well, how about no? Yeah. How about no? Because the last time... Somebody poked on it yeah. and it hurt for but they two months. They won't say that, but they'll just say, "No, just mm -hmm. a massage." Mm -hmm. And then there's another one, kind of related potentially to the, the one you mentioned, and that is they just don't think you could help. They don't have any confidence because remember the, the the setting here was that it was the first time you'd ever seen this person, so they don't know you from Eve or Adam. So the idea, my encouragement would be to say, "Okay," and just give them what they're asking. Now, give them what they're asking for. And, and build rapport with them, and then maybe as time goes on, you can educate them and help them, and maybe at some point they will give you, and, and, they, and that often happens. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not convincing them. It's slowly educating them that maybe through your training you could actually alleviate and address their problem. Something that they've written off for, you know what, peop everybody's tried, but nobody helps it. And maybe that's actually what therapeutic work is as well. It's something that actually helps problems that most people write off, you know, because this is correcting muscle-based pain patterns. I mean, that's the weird thing about this therapeutic work. It's, that's what it does. It, it tries to correct muscle-based mm -hmm. pain patterns in the myofascial body work. It's kind of unique. I mean, w once you've written it off and, hey, I'm not ever going to do that. I, w I don't want anybody to work on my shoulder because it never gets better. And somebody magically starts poking on it just a little and then tells you, hey, I might could fix that up a little bit. Come, come back and see me in a week, and we'll, we'll talk shop about that and mm -hmm. see what we can do. Just, just yeah. instilling a little bit of hope, you know. Yeah. Now, this is an interesting area. This topic is super interesting to me because um, as, the, as the owner of the business, we, I occasionally will get – this happens less and less now. I think we've done a better job in trying to prepare people for this, but it used to happen a lot where someone would come in, say they would exactly what kind of what we're talking about. They have a problem, but they said, I just want a massage. And the therapist kind of forced their way into working on that condition. And uh, they ended up aggravating it. 
and I end up feeling uh, angry phone calls and paying money for their doctor bills. That's where all that's where these ideas that's where this concept of don't drop your agenda came from. Don't be a hero. And don't be and don't try to be a hero because that's what was happening. The people had their own agenda and it wasn't the client's agenda and then they wanted to be they wanted to be the hero. They wanted to be to, to save this person. So they well, you know, I know this is hurting but you'll thank me later. I've really tried to, you know, pound that home and I, I think it I rarely I rarely get that anymore. So I think I think people get I think they get it in general, but that is a potential problem is, is are those two areas. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So there's there is it there are a couple of other things we could mention about, you know, as we go as we go into that decision making process and branch off into one one way or the other. One of them is I like to always talk about one of the reasons it's important because there is a cost to therapeutic level work. And we kind of jokingly talk about this that there's cost involved in getting a therapeutic session. You don't get your massage. You don't get to relax. You, you have to get somebody working on you. You have to interact. You have to talk to the person. You know, as far as the therapist and the client, they're talking. That, that's a cost, right? Like You don't get your massage. There's also a physical cost. What, what normally happens after you get some therapeutic body work done to your body? Pretty sore for a day or two. Okay. That's a cost, yeah. as opposed to what a normal massage is, right? Costs well, I can't we, think of we, it right well, now. Well, yeah, it's really this, it's just a variation of that one. So we will say the the, co- the three costs. One of them is that you don't get your massage, that's, that's and then the other is that you can be sore. The treatment itself is sore, and then the third is that you can be sore the next day. So it's kind of a variation of that. So those are the reasons why we always like to make sure that. We are making, you know, have the right plan in place when, when a client comes in and says, yeah, I'd like you to focus on my shoulder. You know, is it going to be just a, a deep tissue session with an emphasis on something? Or is it going to be a full-blown therapeutic session where it doesn't look anything like, it almost doesn't even look like a massage? Mm-hmm. So those are some good things to, to think about. By the way, I didn't do this at the beginning. I should have. I want you to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about, uh, about uh, this is Trissy, and uh, tell us how long you've been in practice and uh, a little bit about the type of practice that you have. <laughs> okay, so I am actually approaching my one-year anniversary with massage therapy, so I'm super thrilled. Um, my background is an extensive amount of hospitality and customer service. Um, I decided to change field because of my home. My husband is extremely, extremely passionate about massage and helping and, and, and that sort of thing. And I wanted to try something new. And so I figured, why not? He talks about it and he's very passionate and it's very um, inspiring to hear him affect people's lives, especially their day-to-day activity. Like yeah. he'll come home and talk about clients that have had headaches forever and really that was my impact on why I wanted to try it and uh and so I did and here I am a year later yeah. learning wow. continuously and, and love that's it so cool yeah. yeah and I don't know if you noticed during the introduction but they do have the same last name so yeah. Trissy and uh, Philip are are married so that's uh, that's yay good. um now honey just wondering how how has your practice evolved since when you began to where you're at now I mean you're you're at a year almost, and how did it start off, and where did it has, it, has it changed at all? Is it the same type of practice that you began with when you came out of 
school or have you morphed it all into a more therapeutic styled mode or what what is it for you it has changed immensely i mean coming out of school you get the basics um very fortunate to be here and all the training i've gotten i don't even sometimes know if i know what a sweetest massage looks like we do a lot of deep tissue here which i love Although I was very fortunate to have Phil at home and showing me deep tissue and what you're capable of, I was doing it every day in class and really, truly never believed that I was going to be able to help people until, until I reconditioned my mindset and really what you're capable of coupled with your training. Do you do 50-50? Is it 90% massage? I still think I do 50-50, but I do enjoy the therapeutic aspect of massage more than the deep tissue. Um, I feel more purposeful within my job, right? Like, of course, I can come to the deep tissue, and it's it's just something that you do, and well, I'm helping. What we tell people is that the you'll get to your therapeutic level clients by doing deep tissue work. That's, that's where most of those will come early, you know, when you're building your practice. Once you've built your practice to, to a therapeutic level practice, that's the direction you want to go, then you'll get referrals of therapeutic clients. But early on, you get those therapeutic clients from your, from your deep tissue session, so it's good that you, that you like to do that. And building a rapport within that deep tissue like you all talked about, um, developing that relationship with them initially will open up the door for you to even introduce the aspect of a therapeutic session for the next time that they're here. So. Great. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about on the first decision in therapeutic body work? Anything, I mean, anything else you want to say about that? It, it may be repetitive, but it really boils down to nailing that first question. Get, getting it right, getting the mindset right of what your client is there for. You and I were talking the other day, which is a rarity, right? <laughs> And we realized that if you get that clear, if you get clear on that, the client, if the client says, yes, if you can fix my shoulder, I will love you forever. Yes, please, headache, neck, whatever, they, whatever, whatever it is that they have, if they say, yes, fix that, please. Well, what they've done is they've given you some permissions. Let's see if we can remember what they were. We rattled off a few. Um, the first thing they're doing is giving you permission to be a healthcare practitioner versus uh, a, a, standard, a, massage a standard massage therapist. What else? So another permission we had was permission to interact and engage with the client. Yes. You, you have permission to talk. M more so than just talk like chit-chat, you have permission to ask questions to get to the root of the problem. You can ask them things about how they, how they started having that problem. Okay, so another really important one is they're giving you permission to set up a treatment program. Because they say, I want this fixed, then your job is to tell them how to fix it. They're not going to fix it in one treatment, generally. Every now and then you do. 10% of, of situations can be maybe resolved in one treatment, but most of them will need two, three, four, five, or more, 10, to resolve, sometimes 20. I think that's pretty powerful, though, right there when you understand they've given you permission to set up a treatment program. How many, t how many times am I about to treat that problem? Oh, I don't know. Let's start with four. Four sessions devoted to trying to work out an issue only in your shoulder. 
That, that is empowering. That gives me, instead of thinking I only have one session to do it, I now have lots of time to try to get this accomplished. We'll talk about this in future subsequent podcasts, but all of these do have to be set. You have to set this up with the client. But at least, but those are the things that you're expected to do if you're going to fix the problem, and you've got to do that as part of it. So, Thomas, did you have anything else you wanted to add? I was going to ask expectations when you were talking about that to get that permission. Would pressure be one? Like, th- permission Absolutely. to, like, we're going to go deeper and, and yes. in a yes. depth that you've never and, experienced? And, Yes, with, when you explain the pressure part, you always explain to them as well how you navigate that, meaning, okay, we're going to be doing some serious pressure here. You're always in charge. You just let me know if you'd like me to back away. Anytime you want me to, I'll go lighter. So you tell them the, the, the parameters and the rules and how it works that you know, they don't have to. Yeah, so all those things, exactly. Good stuff. Man. Yeah. We're yeah. going to have to work on a list. Well, very good. So thank you for... Being here, thank you guys for helping me go through this today. This episode has been brought to you by OakhavenMethod.com. At this uh, website, we have a blog that covers many of the topics that, we'll, that we cover here. It also is where you could find podcast episodes like this one. We do have free online training there, the technical training. There's a, over 20 different complete courses there, some of them as long as 12 hours each. There's also a schedule for our hands-on training. We appreciate you being with us. We appreciate if you would rate this podcast and hit the subscribe button. And we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.